So when people ask me, they're like, hey, man, like, how are you doing this? Like, what's the secret? Because like we have quite a few people asking us and I'm like, hey, number one, not every kid is the same. You got to figure it out on your own, buddy. You know, because just because my three year old's doing it, does that, that that does not necessarily mean the way that I brought him up into doing this is going to be the same for your kid. But I will say this, and I'm sure you know this, you're a product of your environment. So if the only thing that Lindsay and I do in our free time is hunt and fish, what do you think our kids are going to be doing? We don't press it upon them. You yeah, know? I think another we fact, never another press it upon factor them. of that is that you know we don't have the family close, so it's not like we can call Nana and Papa and be like, "Hey, can you watch the kids? We're going to go do this." They, I mean, they have no choice but to come with us. We, I mean, we've never like had a babysitter or anything like that. So it's. <laughs> We've had a babysitter twice in our lifetime. Yeah, so it's like I mean, they we we don't if we want to go fishing, the kids are coming with us. This is Captain Scott Brown and Lindsey Brown from Hooked on Family. This is the Tom Rowland podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast today. We got a really fun one for you today. I came across a video of a a little kid casting and he was casting underneath the mangroves. He catches a snapper and he's standing on a skiff and the whole thing just reminded me so much of how I raised my children in the Florida Keys. They were just fishing off the dock all the time, take them out on the boat. They became incredibly good fishermen at a really, really young age. And now I'm watching this on YouTube with another family doing something very similar. Captain Scott Brown is um, a really interesting guy. I've enjoyed talking to him. I've been emailing back and forth with him for a little while. And, um, you know, I wanted to get him and his wife on the podcast. And it just so happened that this time we had he, his wife, and his kids uh, they all were on the podcast, so it's kind of a fun one. We talk about growing up in the Keys and growing up fishing and, and keeping your kids in an active lifestyle outdoors and what that means and how you do it. And I just love this podcast. It was really fun with my friend, Captain Scott Brown. And you can find more of Captain Scott Brown uh, by going to hookedonfamily.com. That's the hub of all his operations. He's got editorial and content on everything about fishing with kids outdoors. It's a really good, really good resource. Hooked on Family is his Instagram and he and his wife's Instagram um, handle. And you can also go to the website pushitgoodinshore.com. And that's his charter business if you would like to contact him, maybe, maybe actually go fishing with him and he has a instagram handle uh for his charter service as well at push it good inshore that's on instagram youtube channels hooked on family and you can find all kinds of great stuff there so stand by for this great conversation with scott and his family all right coming at you right now 
Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. Yep. All right, and we're live. Man, how you guys doing today? Good. I'm pretty good. I'm glad <laughs> I'm not at work anymore. <laughs> I'm glad we finally made it happen. Absolutely. Scott Brown and Lindsay down here in the Florida Keys, Hooked on Family. What What's Hooked on Family all about? Do you want to take that or do you want me to take it? Um, You can take it. So Hooked on Family was a uh, a concept that kind of came about way later on after we moved to the Keys. We moved to the Florida Keys in uh, January of last year. and uh, Of this year. Oh, uh, yeah, this year. We're almost to 2020, I guess. I lose track of time real quick. <laughs> time flies for me. But, uh, yeah, we're, we originally uh, moved from Destin, Florida, and uh, that's where we had Grayton, our first kid. And um, we were heavily into... Uh, inshore fishing when we first moved to Destin, Florida. So Destin's renowned for its red fishery yeah. and, and speckled trout and all that. But we uh, kind of got out of that. We sold our first Maverick and we got a big center console and we kind of transitioned to their offshore fishery because that's equally as renowned over there for their their tuna, Marlin, Oahu. You yeah. Have the, the oil rig's very close by. So what kind of boat did you get into then? We had a 27-foot um, ocean wave. Ocean wave. With twin 150 Hondas. And uh, we used that for for quite a long time. I was super big into free diving and spear fishing. Yeah. And um, that's a, a really good place to spear fish over there. It's murky and it's deep, but <laughs> if you have the diving ability, you can shoot some big It's fish not always murky. There. No, it isn't always murky. You get, you get really good, good. some good days. So yeah. the diving ability, mm-hmm. that is, that's your real job, right? Right now? Kind of, yeah. It's, uh, my real job is, um, over at the, the, um, special operations dive school in Key West, Florida. Um, I am actually active duty military. Most people have no idea. <laughs> I like to keep that to myself. I, I don't really like to promote that side. Uh, I like to remain a quiet professional, but um, that's mostly just closed circuit and open circuit diving. Um, but I was introduced to free diving as a kid by my dad. I used to, we used to come down as a family to Isle Morada every year for an entire month since I was eight years old. Yeah. So that's where I got into free diving. And cool. then, uh, once we got to Destin, that's the last place that I thought we'd be free diving. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we ran into uh, a guy, uh, another family who owned a free diving shop over there, um, Mike Poole. 
Pooler. Pooler, how is his name? Every right? time. <laughs> <laughs> Mike and Best Pooler. And uh, they're like, oh, yeah, we, we were free dive spear fishermen over here. And I was like, really? In, in Destin? And they're like, yeah, it's an awesome spear fishery. And that's where we, we continued it, was down there. Yeah. And then, so, uh, what were the targets? So, you have a, obviously the big red snapper over there. You have a Wahoo fishery in the fall. Mm. You have a gag grouper. You got you got quite a few few things. I mean, recently yellowfin tuna have been shot over there. It's crazy. Hmm. So so how how deep are you diving in that area? If you want to shoot like really good like solid fish, you're diving to seventy to eighty feet. Okay. Um, and uh, it's all structure oriented. It's not really there is live bottom over there, but um, it's it's few and far between. It's not like down here in the Keys. Right. But, so you're doing that on one breath, or you're taking yeah, just tank? one breath. Okay. Just. So, but why, why is it that you're attracted to that when you're obviously very good at scuba? You could go down there. Is it because you can get closer to the fish or I think or you can get, it's more challenging or can, what? Well, I love the challenge. Absolutely. I'm all about the hunt, you know, but, um, I think you can shoot way more fish in those deeper depths on a single breath than having to do a repetitive dive on open circuit. Hmm. Um, Plus, it's more of just a personal thing. Yeah, is that is there like a a community um, of spear fishermen, like hunters, like free diving is like bow hunting, and like using tanks and gear is like rifle hunting. Yeah, I would say there's a culture in it. Yeah, a very strong culture. It's uh, getting more and more popular. As you've seen, I mean. Out of the hunting industry, bow hunting is on the incline. Yeah, you know, just as fly fishing is on the incline and in, in, in regular fishing. But um, there's a strong community over in the Panhandle region of uh, of free divers. But then all of a sudden we had our first kid, you know, <laughs> and Lindsay and I we kind of just roll with the punches. <laughs> we never, we don't plan anything. <laughs> not real man. big planners. We're not huge planners at all, and we always wanted kids, and so we had Grayton, our first kid, and. Uh, I said to myself, you know what? Like, uh, we're not uh, we're not going to be free diving with Grayton, you know. So, we got rid of the center console, and there's some other stuff that went into that too, as far as my my job goes. And uh, we went back to uh, the Maverick HPXV flats boat, mm-hmm. and so went right back to to the flats fishery. Yeah, and um, that was like how I got into the bay boat. Like, was well, we started with the bay boat when we were doing these redfish tournaments mm-hmm. but nobody really had bay boats down here and so when we brought the bay boat down my kids were about the same age as yours and then i started realizing wow like i can do a lot of things with the bay boat and and i could do a lot of things with the skiff too but the higher sides made everybody happier like you've got chandler right there crawling around and it's like it's possible that she could crawl over the side of the maverick yeah, or, yeah she'll definitely get to a point where she'll be able to. Right now, she's still just starting yeah. to pull up on things. Months away. Yeah, but, yeah. And then we went to, uh, you know, I, I got this bay boat and it had higher sides. And man, that really was great for, for my kids. Like Absolutely. And then it opened up a whole new world of fishing for me that I didn't even, you know, I'd been blowing past these mangrove shorelines and blowing past all this stuff and not paying any attention to it whatsoever. And then because of the kids... Started going over there, trying to catch little snappers. Oh, there's other stuff here, too. Oh, this yeah. is really cool. <laughs> and, you know, you just end up learning a ton more. Oh, absolutely. It's always, it's 
it's ironic like talking to you about it and and funny at the same time just the the learning curve on that when you have mm-hmm. kids and the the different approach on how you would fish you have to take a totally different approach than what you normally would yeah like tell me about how that is because i wonder if it's similar to the different approach that i had to take it's uh i mean obviously like you know way better than me just species depend on what you want to target um i mean grayton he caught his first bonefish a couple of months ago like probably two months ago and I targeted a specific group of bonefish that I knew were susceptible to to being caught by him. Ones that were not pressured, ones that you could get within 20 feet of with the boat. <laughs> they had no idea what the boat yeah. was. And uh, he's able to launch a cast about 20 feet. And he was su- successful in doing that. But So how old is he? He's three. Going so on, uh, three years old, he sight casts a bonefish I wouldn't say himself. sight casted. You, th- I, I knew you say throw there. it over there, yeah, and he, over he there. makes the cast. Yeah, it was Hooks an upper rig with a piece of dead shrimp. I yeah. knew that this bonefish would smell it as long as it got within, as long as it got within, uh, I wouldn't say within a feet, but as long as it was up current right. of those fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going crazy down there. Yeah, got to keep him entertained. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's really funny, though. I mean, like, you know, people will tell you that time flies, like, you're like people will say things like, and I remember people telling me this. It's like, oh, they're long, they're young, man. You won't believe it. You'll blink your eyes and they'll be out of college. And all these old people kept telling me yeah. this, and I was like, <laughs> you know, people, old people just must have a different uh, sense of time or whatever. And you're like, not me. I'm gonna relish every little bit of this. But yeah. <laughs> I look at your kids that are really similar in age to 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 where mine were, and. Now, my son, both boys are in Montana. Uh, we have a 22-year-old and a 20-year-old and a 16-year-old. And literally, like, we're going to go to Chico's right after this. Yeah. And we probably went to Chico's <laughs> four times a week with my kids. Oh, and I can man. remember this whole scene so well. And when people tell you that you will blink your eyes... I mean, I don't want to be the other old person that's telling you this, but it is, it goes by so fast and it's, it does. it's just amazing. I mean, even just like, I can't believe that we've almost been here for a year. Yeah. That, cause I'll, we, I'll we moved here when Chandler was two weeks old. So Our, I just, it's crazy that it's like a military family's timeline goes very fast. One thing to another, luckily because of being in special operations, you're kind of solidified and in one place you're not moving around everywhere but when you're gone for majority of that time you blink your eyes and right. it's all gone very quickly and yeah. so <clears throat> so is that one of the reasons why you're you're so focused on spending so much time with your kids absolutely i know what it's like for them or for me not to be there and i know the second and third order effects of me not being there and so knowing that and and kind of looking at everybody else and knowing the same the same things. I have similar friends in the similar similar situations where they also take notice. And they're like, "Man, where did time go? Like my kids, sixteen right. years old now. I have, you know, I miss birthdays, I miss Christmases, and any chance I get, I spend with them. I'll turn down schools. I'll turn down a lot of stuff just so I can get time with them because I mean, this you can't can't repay time, you right? Know? So no, you can't. And it goes by so fast. And you think, you know, I mean, there's always this fine line of like, I mean, when my kids were that age, I was working, you know, 300 days a year. And so there's this fine line of, 
you're trying to provide for your family, but at the same time, you're also trying to uh, you're also trying to make sure that um, that you're spending enough time with with everybody, Absolutely. and and then you kind of get out of balance. Yeah, everybody, your and wife it, as as well. Yeah, like I mean, that's as well. as, exactly it's equally as important and much easier to forget. Like oh, yeah. the kids are literally hanging on your leg, <laughs> yes, and your wife is like. Uh, I'm over here. Well, yeah. I mean, oh, are you? I, I see that. I see, I see the kids really need you right now. Like that's obvious. Yeah. And then it's like you know, but but you can't neglect any part of the whole deal. Absolutely. Man, there's a balance, as you know. There's a balance in everything, and the balance I think is like the main goal. What we're always looking for: time with family, time on the water, time at the job. There's everyone understands the balance. The it's the journey and getting there and figuring out is the hard part. The really funny part about the balance is that in order to really excel at anything, you have to be wildly out of balance in some oh, yeah. at, for for some <laughs> distinct period of time. Like Malcolm Gladwell calls it the ten thousand hours. You can call it whatever you want, but there has to be a time when things are so far out of balance that you are neglecting everything else. Yeah. But like a successful relationship, like Lindsay shaking her head, like yes, um, a successful relationship seems to be that everybody's kind of on the same page. Okay. Like you need to work right now. Kind of on everybody kind of understands that, but then you also understand that, but not too much. Mm -hmm. And then when it's time off, then we got to spend time with the family. What's up, dude. The TV, (laughs) this TV, this little TV right here. You can see yourself on that one. You've been on the camera before. That TV, that is that a TV. TV. Yeah, he's that like a TV. YouTube star. There was one video <laughs> where um, you're kind of cruising down the mangroves and and you just toss it right up under the bushes and get a yep. and get a um, a snapper. I think it's pretty impressive. <laughs> a Kubera snapper. Yeah, you did. That's Caught awesome. one last weekend. But I, I know you can token, come over here. I definitely wouldn't. I would advise you not to do that. Talking, <laughs> It'll be the great and show for absolutely. sure. Yeah, that that's kind of the catalyst for Hooked on Family. Was that right there? That video. There's three things that kind of were the catalyst for Hooked on Family. Um, the first one was um, I kind of had a major failure in my military career. Um, with in in the sense of what I wanted to do, you know, and uh. I interviewed for this organization a couple of times and I just didn't have the personality for it and which kind of led me to throwing in the Key West towel, you know, like, hmm. hey, if, if I can't do that, uh, give me some time with my family and I want to be a, an instructor down in Key West. That's So instructor time is is uh, time with family is what I equate that to. Huh. You know, I'm still working in the same capacity. I'm just not operational, you know. I just have more time with the family and uh, that's a choice though. That's a choice. Absolutely. A choice that I wanted very badly and uh, obviously chose Key West <laughs> strategically. And uh, <laughs> well, I remember we were, we were in touch over email a long like, time ago. Yeah, absolutely. It feels like yesterday, but uh, yeah, I wanted to get your, your opinion on, on that. And uh, just being coming down here as a kid throughout my entire life, I knew this is where I wanted to end up to begin with. But so there was that, and then uh, that last part was that that viral video that we had of of Grayton pitching like he was in the Bassmaster Circuit. <laughs> People are just like, "Yo, your kid pitches better, pitches and flips better than 
than my friends do and they're full grown men and I'm like dude I don't know where he got it from <laughs> you know we didn't teach him that right yeah I mean we, we didn't teach him I remember just one day on the boat I showed him just like how to open the bail and like that's how the line comes out and then he figured out his own way to make it happen it's pretty crazy he's a super small kid for three years old yeah he's, he's like 32 pounds and we he, just did a video on on how he casts and kind of emphasized just let your kid figure it out you know there's a proper way obviously to cast mm-hmm. but that's yeah but a lot of times the kids figure out a way that works for them with a rod that is really like if you try to teach them how you would cast the rod well it's a seven foot rod and you're six exactly. six two right so that's if you give him a rod that's his size that's his height you know maybe he can do it the way you're teaching them but what i found with my kids was that they came up with their own little way they stuck with it for a while but after a while they become really good the way that they are doing it absolutely it's not wrong. No, it's just the shooter, way. Shooter like if, if I gave you a twelve foot, a fifteen foot rod, how would you cast it? Yeah. Like it would probably be different than you're telling. I'd probably take a couple of steps into that. Right. Thing. That was one of the things that that uh, Happy Gilmore, that Kenny Harris, always told me about the kids. He was like, you know what? You should get like an older rod, and you should you should cut it down, and then cut the corks down, and get it to where it it fits him like. A rod fits you. Absolutely. And then I had some special rods made and some ones that I'd get from the sponsors and, you know, like even as little as ice fishing rods and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, that like we could catch snappers with. But all of a sudden the kids have rods that fit them. They're not, you know, you're using a tiny little reel, you're using a tiny little rod and we would use all of those little push button, you know, Zebcos or whatever with the push button. And they got really good at it because- I didn't really understand at first that if you push the button all the way in, the line doesn't go out. Mm-hmm. But when you let it go and then you can push the button again and the line will stop. And when you figure that out, you can be really accurate with those things. But the problem <laughs> is, and so we would play that game in the backyard and we would pitch two yeah, things yeah. and try to cast at things. But saltwater just, it, uh, they don't last more than a day or so with the salt water. I, I think there's quite a few rods and reels in, the, in Davy Jones' locker from <laughs> Grayton. Yeah. We've, yeah, Grayton's gotten a bunch of those little kids' rods and we have none of them anymore. Right. I think we've gone through like four. Yeah. yeah you got to have something that's good enough. Right. But, you know, obviously not too to the, good. Uh, the freshwater trout rod. You know, those little yellow eagle claw rods, mm-hmm. I think is what yeah. they were. We transitioned to that because uh, you can find like a six foot rod in that, and it's it's super light. I think it's like an ultra light rod. And uh, he started catching a little speckled trout with that thing, and then that transitioned into mm. to bigger rods. And then, honestly, he likes he way. can cast a what is it? It's it's one of G Loomis's inshore one of their green water rods. I think it's a it's <laughs> a green blank, but it's super lightweight mm-hmm. and. Uh, he can he can propel that thing because of, of the action the tip yeah the action in the tip of the rod and um we tried super short rods but a lot of them are heavy for them kids right. have weak wrists yeah you know they're not they're not strong enough to be able to use that so what he'll do is he'll tuck it up underneath his arm mm-hmm. hold the line and the bail with his left hand and he'll use his body weight to cast it you know and, yes and again he came up with this this idea and this technique and we just rode with it we we're like you know what if that works for you 
that works for you. I'm it's not going to sit here and tell you what it to works do. great for him. Yeah. yeah. Then, did you ever listen to that um, that one podcast I did about the ring game? Yeah, absolutely. The ring game. That yeah. is the best, man. And when yeah. I'm late, I'm looking at him about how old he is. That's about the age that I started playing that game with with my son, and he was he was good like him he could do the cast and come to think of it that's how he would cast too it was under his arm and he would open the bail and he mm-hmm. would turn his hips and like throw the cast yeah. out there but we had we lived on a canal and then he could um i would throw out there it would make a ring you know the the jig would land or whatever and it would make a ring and then he would try to land his in that ring nice and then um then later it was that he would make a ring and i would try to throw yeah. it in there but man Hours of free entertainment. Oh, hours of free That's entertainment. Awesome. We would need hula hoops. Yeah. Well, hula hoops or, or uh, you know, you just lay you, a big rope down. Yeah. Go anywhere, but it, it's super fun. Yeah. So, um, so how's the hooked on family thing going with, on YouTube? You know, we we kind of push it. We really don't. It started off as kind of home videos for us. Honestly, right. you know, we were like, you know what? I I didn't know anything about editing. I didn't know anything about cinematography. And uh, one day I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm notorious for picking up stuff and just going 110% with it and figuring it out. And, That's uh, funny. It doesn't seem like somebody in your profession would do things like that. <laughs> and, uh, I, I looked at Lindsay and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go 110% into cinematography, research this. We're going to drop a bunch of money into a computer. We already have the camera. We have the, the fishing experience. Okay. Let's just do it. And so we went all in. And now we have this YouTube channel that we we keep up with. I'd say 90% we keep up with. Yeah, it. I mean, we've had a couple. You know, life comes up. and yeah. Things that have come up that <laughs> we. Can't imagine we've why. Had, we've had to take some breaks. But. A lot of people hit me up. And they're just like, yo, man, like you need to you need to do more. You need to do more. I'm like, and I don't tell people what I do. I'm like, yo, you don't even understand. Like, <laughs> Well, that's the thing about the, the digital age is that anything that people like at all, like this podcast, for instance, or YouTube channels or whatever, the appetite is insatiable oh, absolutely like, people want more and more and more and you can't turn it out fast enough i can't so the the real i think the real recipe there is to find something that you can do fairly quickly and it doesn't have to be super incredibly um high quality right now but it's more about regularity like absolutely every single week is probably better than <laughs> than than you know a really good one once every couple of weeks consistency is yeah. key yeah. absolutely i agree with that that's that's everything in life consistency but so we started we kind of played around with the fact with uh these how to videos we we've done two how to videos and i try to keep the same quality that i can just keeping it shorter and giving more information but i don't I don't like giving people the answers because I feel like you learn a lot more figuring it out yourself, yeah. you know? So and like, what would be, what would be a, a subject that you've done so far? So we did how to launch a boat with kids because okay. that's actually a task. If you've ever done it by yourself, lock them in the car. And yeah. then what's, what's that too? <laughs> you know? So like I'll put Grayton cause like Grayton actually knows how to swim pretty well for his age, even without a life jacket. And, uh, the kid can survive if he fell in the water. Right. Um, I keep a life jacket on them whenever we're underway, obviously, because that's law. And I keep a life jacket on them when the water is turbid or the clarity is, is not good. You can't see what depth you're in. 
and I keep a life jacket on them when the current is mm-hmm. is is ripping. But other than that, I don't ever keep a life jacket on before pulling in five inches of water, and I take a lot of heat for that. Well, but you I know mean, what? we it took a lot sense. of heat for that too. We we did a TV show like that, and you know, we're in a we're in a bay boat. The sides are high. It was the same thing. It was like we were completely within the law, but mm-hmm. somebody saw a kid without a life jacket on a boat oh, yeah. and it is just a hot button. <laughs> oh, but yeah. I mean, for me, it's like, okay, there's also, I mean, certainly you would never want to endanger your child, but no one knows his ability to swim better than you do. You obviously are a professional around the water. There's a lot of things going on here that people probably don't realize. Absolutely. Secondly, it is five inches deep. Okay. And there's never going to be a time when he's more than arm's length from you. Could he fall in? Yes, absolutely. Could, would you be in immediately after probably even before the life jacket could lift him up out of the water? You would be, of course, I've been in that same situation lots of times, but then there's this, then there's this weird little balance of it's August it's super hot. Yes. Do you like to wear a life jacket? <laughs> oh yeah. Like you're trying. Yeah. I mean, it's like we're trying to get a child to really enjoy this. Absolutely. And when you fun. wear a wetsuit yeah. in 95 degree heat with the sun as strong as it is in the Florida Keys, I don't really think you're having a good time. Absolutely not. I'm not having a good time. Right. Nobody is. So, like, you want to take the life jacket off. But like you're saying, there are you're not just taking it off anytime. You're taking it off when the water's clear. It's really shallow. Everything is under your control. Absolutely. And okay, now <laughs> now let's uh <laughs> She's stuck under there with you. <laughs> They're going crazy right now. <laughs> <laughs> they are. <laughs> <laughs> At least they're not like bugging us right now. But this why is would you expect good, anything you know? different? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> we have so Chandler's how old? She's ten months. And so ten months and greatness what? Three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah, he'll be four yeah, in April. So, I mean that's about yeah, that's about what you expect. They're Absolutely. just getting to the point where they can kind of get along. Yeah. <laughs> well, they'll be best. Kind friends. of. We'll like to I steal think, her I think toys. she's going to be pushing him around. Yeah, she's going to definitely. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. She's That's her personality? Be, yeah, she'll be bigger than he than him, absolutely. She's already <laughs> bigger than he was. Yeah, she'll, she'll be running the show for sure. Um, so what kind of heat did you get on the, um, the life jacket? So I want to say the first people that, that took that video was Maverick, Maverick Bow Company. And we didn't we didn't take any heat from them. Just people that have no idea. They don't understand the environment of the Florida Keys. They don't know that it's it's super shallow. They and on on the flip side of getting a lot of heat from it, there's also a huge group of people who like would come to the rescue and be mm. like, he's a keys kid, like he probably knew how to swim before he could walk and this and that. So yeah, I mean, yeah, there's people there were who a lot are of people that came. A lot of people who are like, like, hey, man, it's the keys. You obviously don't understand. Right. You know, so there's, you know, there's always some good with the bad. I always love the comment like what? He's going to fall off the boat and water's going to come rushing up to his kneecaps. (laughs) 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 But no, I give it to people, too. Like, I, I I love cyber warriors. I love them. You know, (laughs) they get 
they get they have a lot of courage online yeah know? certainly online <laughs> and, uh, I, I, I think it's entertaining you know I, i'm i'm a big fan of constructive criticism criticize me all you want but don't misconstrue actual law from from your opinion right you know every time that we don't have a life jacket on them we're anchored with a power pole and that's law you have to be anchored you know mm-hmm. and so when you're sitting there telling and influencing others like hey that's not the law like that's an outright lie and i'm going to correct you you know, on the spot because you're, you're taking away from everyone else's ability to be able to enjoy the, uh, the water, hmm. you know, I mean, if, if you didn't know better and someone was like, Hey, your kid's got to wear a life jacket 24 seven and you don't bother to research it, your kid's going to be wearing a life jacket 24 seven because you heard right. it on the internet. Right. You know? And that's a whole other subject that <laughs> we could get into. There's so many subjects we could get into with this. We've learned so much jumping into the social media world this whole this whole world's totally new to me i despised social media for a long time because of what it did kind of to the culture of the united states and to kind of like my actual job in itself um i didn't really like it but I see a lot of good in it now because we're so heavily involved in it hmm. i'm sure you've noticed the same thing over time well uh, it's interesting kind of i don't know what i think about it honestly and and just when I start to put my arms around it, I don't like it again. And then just when I don't like it the most, I realize that there's so much good about it. And I think it's this changing relationship that we probably all have with social media eventually. And I even notice my 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 kids, like my boys, um, which is pretty refreshing and pretty pretty awesome, really. Like my son uh, Hayden, he was saying that he. Well, he had this opportunity to take a job running a social media account. He chose not to because he's like, Dad, I don't want my phone with me all the time. Consumes your life. Right. And I don't I don't want that. And in fact, I'm going to take Instagram off my phone and I'm going to take Snapchat off my phone and I might put it back on there, but I'm not going to delete my accounts, but I'm going to just take it off my phone. And it's like, I almost think that that's kind of what we're going to see is that just like when you have people that get really into whatever and then you have a like a subculture of people that want to get off the grid and they want to you know live frontier style and they want to do whatever and eat only stuff that they grow and all that so the more you go this way there's a culture that goes this way and then then you have like I, i just really do believe that that some kids are going to push away from social media and it's going to be few and far between, you know, comparatively to the ones that are getting on social media or staying on social media. But I just thought it was pretty refreshing for my son to be like, I don't want my phone all the time. Oh, yeah. You just opened up a can of worms, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> we've had we've definitely have done the same thing. I went cold turkey from Instagram for an entire year, year in 2000. What was your relationship with think. social media before Hooked on Family? Um, I, I mean, really just posted... F- on my, because I do the Hooked on Family Instagram account, but on my personal account, I just would post pictures of kids for like family to see. Because right. we in Destin, we were ten. We don't have any family there. All I mean, I had I had family in Alabama, but we didn't have anybody that was like immediately close to right. us. So it was that was the main tool that I used it for. Is just I mean, before I don't. Both of us don't were really raised, remember. We kind of came up about in the Facebook era. Mm. I was yeah. 
a senior in high school when... After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. When Facebook hit the scene and so you had to have a, you had to have a college email to be able to get on it and so we were able to get on it then and uh obviously that evolved over time and then i was probably four years into the military when instagram came about and i had nothing to post on there you know because why would i ever post anything about what i do on on instagram but i started posting spearfishing stuff Mm. a lot and then obviously like all the the fish we caught but we never it was kind of like showing like all of our other friends across the United States, like, Hey, we're down here. Like, so why did you, you end know? up taking a year off? Honestly, because, um, I saw myself getting wrapped up into it and I was like, this is out of control. Like, what is, what is this? What are you doing right now? And so I went a solid year of not posting anything. And the other part of that is I was, I was in other places in the world where I didn't have any right. any internet access or anything like that. But um, yeah, it definitely felt good. So I proved it to myself. And then I, I understood uh, that balance that we were talking about earlier where you needed to be. And then uh, I criticized people after the fact. But looking back, I think it was kind of foolish of me to criticize when those people were using social media for the good side that we're about to talk about as far as meeting people and promoting your business, mm-hmm. which is super important in 2019. Right. You know, so now how, have, what kind of transition have you made to kind of, first of all, understanding that, but then kind of wrapping your arms around social media again, to the point of kind of, I kind of need this. Oh, absolutely. So we use it to meet people. You know, I I use that to actually. So I was just talking to uh, talking to a couple of people. Nick Labadee was one of the guys that that we were talking to. It's funny. Like, I just saw that you had Brandon in here also. Nick and Brandon and their their families were were hanging out with us the other night. We had a big conversation on that. Um, Nick was able to relate in the sense of like finding friends whenever he moved down to Key West. Mm. I'm in the same boat, you know, we've, it's so hard to have friends when you're in in the military outside of the military, because one, everyone that's your friend in the military is somewhere else in the United States. Right. So, and they're usually deployed. So how are you going to keep up with them? Two, the friends that you do have there, you can't really keep up with them because they never know if you're there or not, you know? So I was gone. I'd probably say a solid three years, the time that we lived in Destin. And so I'd come back and you'd come back to, to what, you know? Right. Like my family, obviously, and that's great. But all of a sudden you want to hang out with everybody and no one even knows that you even exist anymore. You right. Know? So I kind of use 
social media and fishing to one find friends people that see eye to eye with me and two to kind of be assimilated with the culture and the outdoors world you know because that's something that i've been missing out on for over a decade now you know i used to be heavily into it growing up and in college and all of a sudden it's like kind of taken away from you so now i'm back in and what's the quickest way to to like find people that see eye to eye eye to eye social media now right you know obviously you're gonna have to sift through the bs and the people but you eventually find genuine people you know yeah it's funny that you would eventually find genuine people on social media which seems to be one of the least oh, genuine things well, you on know, the planet but majority of my job is uh navigating human terrain yeah you know i don't want to get into like what i actually do but Human terrain plays a huge part in what I do. And so when you uh, say human terrain, you're talking about understanding like personalities, mm, yeah, like networking, mindset, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I've met quite a few personalities in my in my decade <laughs> across the world. But no, I, I know when someone's genuine and I know when See someone sees there? eye to eye, you know. Go out there. Great. Chill out, dude. Chill, chill, chill. He's turning up now. Yeah. Well, we're going to get some good Mexican food here shortly. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, so navigating human terrain, that's a pretty interesting way to, 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 to describe it. that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's very, it's a, just a, a term for just understanding personalities. Right. Knowing your environment, you know, and it's just kind of being aware who's around you and what they're all about. You can see the same thing online. Hmm. You could tell everything about a person kind of when you look at their Instagram indirectly. Do you really think that? Because I would think think that you can tell everything about the way a person wants their life to look. I totally agree with that. But for you, you're looking at it even deeper going, okay, I see who this person wants to be. And how does that tell you who they actually are? There's... (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to say that like I target people or anything like that, but because like, that's what I do, you know, like, but I know when someone is truly genuine, hmm. you know, and all I have to do is just have like a, a 10 minute long conversation, right. you know, and you can, I don't judge a book by its cover, you know, that's, that's very ignorant of me to do, but, but you can get, you can get a lot from a person on a, on a quick conversation. So have, have, has it been, um, pretty easy for you to meet friends and other, other people that have families and stuff? Absolutely. And Lindsay, have you found, it takes work though, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's just hard coming, like being in one place and having your set of friends Mm -hmm. and then trying to like, especially here because I feel like, everybody already has their like their set groups you know so it's like you have to kind of like try to work your way into them but we with the kids don't you think that the kids yeah kind of help you in there because i think the hardest part about that is just that we are because we're up in sugarloaf so it's we're kind of just far enough from everything that it's it's hard to get him into things Mm -hmm. to like meet other moms well we found that um like probably with our first child in the keys like my, i don't know that my wife had a lot of friends until we started having babies and then the friend group started coming and with the first one there were some friend groups 
But then on the second one, for whatever reason, a lot of other people had babies about that same time. And that one was the one that she really met a lot of a lot of people. Um, that's when that's when it really started changing for her and having like um, a bunch more friends. And for whatever reason, it was just like the, the neighborhood just all of a sudden had a baby, like about the same age. <laughs> and then those were, those became some of her best friends. And then, then again, later, I guess now we're one of the people that has your group around and then you bring another baby into it and you bring some other people into the groups or whatever. But um, it's, it, yeah, Key West is a, is an interesting area because it's, it's, having a family is not exactly the par for the course, you know, it's like, right. You're almost like a rarity. Yeah. In no, some yeah. cases, but there's a lot of people that raise, raise families. Down Our there. age group with kids is a rarity nowadays also, which is what it's your age group. 30. 30. 30. I'll be 28. We were 28. When yeah. we had our first baby. See, I feel like that was typical of your day, but nowadays. Of <laughs> my day. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, ouch. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, I, I feel you have tough skin by now. Yeah. Uh, I have tough skin, but it's really old, apparently. It's armor. All wrinkly and yeah. old. No, there's not a lot of 30-year-olds that I know that as far as... Uh, where we where we lived before, you'll find that a lot of military families. Have. Wait, so do you think that thirty year olds have older kids or younger kids? Oh, I'd say younger. Like they're just getting yeah, started. Just at getting started. And yeah, we were just I getting mean, started at twenty eight. That, don't, that even, don't have don't any even want kids, even right? Though. Or I mean, are just they're not ready to aren't, even, aren't married. Yeah, thirty yeah. is a funny time though, because like thirty, if you're not married at thirty. There's a pretty good chance you might make it through your whole thirties without getting married. Yeah. yeah. And then then as forty approaches, you might be like, Oh, oh man. <laughs> maybe, maybe I better get married. <laughs> but I mean, it's a funny time because you're kinda like, eh, a lot of your friends are getting married. You're there's weddings all the time. I happen to miss all of that because I was down in Key West or in Wyoming when yeah. all my friends got married and I didn't go to any of them. I mean, we sorry, to, <laughs> we're always none gone of those people. None of those people are 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 listening to this because we're no longer friends. <laughs> I think I've been to two weddings so far in my lifetime. Two oh, or three. One was your sister's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. Again, we're all. Well, I'm always gone. You know, yeah. But. So you think that people are having kids a little bit later? Oh, absolutely. You know. Yeah. I think uh, our culture kind of has has dictated that. In the why United do you think States. that is? I don't know, man. I honestly don't know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It felt about right for me. Other people, I remember the first person that was a friend of ours, like a close friend that came down here. I can remember this like it was yesterday. We were living on Ramrod Key and our friend, um, Chip and Susan, they came down with their new baby. And Cynthia tells me like Chip and Susan are coming with Lindsay, their new baby. And I was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> First thing I'm thinking is they're my age and I'm not old enough to have a baby. What are they doing? Like I was just in shock. And then here they come and they drive right up and they get out here, meet Lindsay. And I was like, this is insane. Like y'all aren't old enough to have a baby. Yeah. And, and then it, I mean, for like months after that trip, I was like, wow. Maybe I am old enough to have a baby. Like, <laughs> gosh. And then there's this whole different kind of mindset. And it just, it, it didn't really like mess me up, but it was kind of like a, it was kind of like a period in your life to where you're kind of like, 
wow, things are really changing. Like I'm getting older. And it wasn't that long after that, that, you know, my wife and I started talking about it, but it took that first person to like show us that it was possible, I guess, or that, yeah, these are things that you guys should be thinking about. Like, yeah. and I don't even know if we were married. Yeah. We were definitely married, but yeah, that was, that was weird. Yeah. We first one. We definitely didn't think about it. it yeah. I mean, we, like, we didn't, we didn't plan, didn't plan anything. anything, but we <laughs> did both know, I think that we wanted to have kids a little bit earlier mm-hmm. just really because talk about it, though. no, but I, I mean, do you disagree? I think we both, wanted to oh, absolutely, yeah. go ahead and get it done just because we you know don't want to be super old and not be able to that do is, things I will say yeah. with the kids to, to caveat on that um i wanted to be able to run jump and swim with my kid you know i didn't want to be that old man that couldn't do what my kid does or mm-hmm. what my kid could do um, I wanted to have just as much fun. I, I'm actually a giant kid. I'm a 208 pound kid. Yeah. You know, still. Right. yeah, <laughs> so, I am too. <laughs> you know, like I wanted to be able to do everything that Grayton, Grayton could do. And like Lindsay always makes fun of me. She's like, do you know how fast a kid is? I'm like, yeah, but you don't know how fast I am. You know, like, <laughs> so I, I still want to be an athlete even when I'm older. And you, you, I don't think you can do that to your, to your true potential. If you're, you're 40 years old, you yeah. know, and by the time your kid becomes a teenager, so I want to be able to enjoy my time with my kid and time that I thought I was going to have. But uh, so, what about the diving and stuff? Are you um, are you getting him in the water? Yep, absolutely. We, and what uh, about Chandler? Yep, same thing. We're trying to improve water confidence. If you live in the state of Florida and you don't have your kid in the water, you're wrong. Because as you know, this state is covered in water. Swimming pools in everybody's backyard. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, not so much in Key West, but I mean, you, you when you fly over Miami. I mean, literally, there's a swimming pool in yes, everyone's backyard, absolutely. and the kids are going to be around water and probably unsupervised in one shape or one way, shape, or form. And there's some really incredible. Um, I mean, even when we had kids, there were some incredible programs to get the kids to be able to be self-sufficient in the water and survival. You know, like absolutely, where they just kind of roll over on their back and take a breath, and then roll over, and and they're making it a little bit. But I used to freak people out real bad over at the Costa Marina. They had this thing where we could have a um, you could have a membership at the Costa yeah. Marina, and so every day I took um, Turner to the Costa Marina and took him swimming, and and uh, he was really young, yeah. like younger than Chandler. Absolutely, we did the same thing with uh with Grayton. Hey, what's up, Chandler? Come here. Oh, we just had a so what did what did what in your with your um expertise around the water what what method did you choose to teach the kids so i didn't teach them for one <laughs> you know it, that's it, the first thing that's the first thing i'm not gonna to do that um yeah I, we it's hard enough teaching grown men how to be divers but um yeah so we had a, a woman in destin i think her name was like coach mary or something like that and i mean she she had a a regiment that got kids right as far as the water goes. I mean, sometimes I'd walk in, I'd be like, yo, this is ruthless. Like, <laughs> but Hey, their water confidence skyrocketed. So whatever she's teaching was the right answer because I mean, kids like I think Grayton was two, uh, one and a half or two years old when he started that. Yeah. And it was a whole summer long program. I mean, he was able to dive subsurface and grab rings in like two feet of water. Wow. And I mean, to see yeah. that, like to see like a, a like a, a toddler do that, you're like, yo, that looks weird. Like, yeah, that's unnatural. 
You know, I mean, I'm sure you've seen the infants flip over on their back oh, yeah. in the pools. And, yeah. and, and, and that's float. what we had with uh, with my son. That's what we did. And I would just have him, you know, holding him, you know, face down just above with his face above the water and just kind of slowly, slowly, slowly let him down and then just let him go. And he would kind of. Yeah. Turn Isn't that over. crazy? And then they would, he would just stay there until somebody came to get him. Yeah. And it's like, wow, they have a really different. Um, I guess has muscle structure and yeah. you grow and stuff. Your your buoyancy changes, but it's almost like it's a very natural thing for their buoyancy oh, to be to where their mouth is above the water with very little effort. And like if they just stop doing anything, they just roll right over. Absolutely. Like if they keep trying to swim, they're going to stay face down, but yeah. they just bloop. And I don't know what that's called. And we didn't take a course, but I kind of heard about it. Yeah. Figured and I it was out. like, I'm just going to take them and I'm going to just... Just I would just kind of pull Turner to me, and I would get his chin wet, mm-hmm. and then I would get just his lips wet, and then I would be like, okay, just a little bit under, and then then I'm like, okay, here we go. And that somebody told me you're supposed to blow in their face, so I'd blow in his face, yeah. and, bloop, <laughs> and I don't know if it worked, but he Apparently totally it did, got it. You know, he totally Absolutely. got it. So easy. And and then same thing with Hayden. He did the same thing. But the funny thing was, is like I was so dead set like i'm going to teach turner how to swim when he is an infant yep and then with hayden it was like a little bit older and then with hannah she was like older (laughs) because you just i don't know i guess i guess you become a little more seasoned as a parent and it's like okay there's more time here than there's no urgency yeah absolutely like first of all if they're a toddler they're not even crawl they're certainly not going to be crawling in someone's backyard yeah like there's a little more time. There wasn't so much urgency with Hayden and then wasn't so much with, with Hannah, but um, it was so important to teach him how to swim early, super early. So do you, um, do you get him in the water a lot? A lot. So like every time we, we catch a fish now, especially like bonefish, just because like I know, like you don't want to take, you try to take bonefish out of the water as minimally as possible. You know, we'll get great in the water with them. You know, just because one, it's fun for the kids. It's a, it's an experience that you can't replicate. Yeah. Two, it improves water confidence. So, yeah, he might be up to his neck, but you know what? He's fine with that. What, what about the swimming pool? Swimming pool. He loves the swimming pool. Um, we're <laughs> we don't really get to the swimming pool much. We're always on no. the boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Our, our most of our our free time is is in that boat. Um and. We're kind of lucky because Lindsay and I both enjoy that. You know, people are people ask us like how we do this a lot, and it's fifty fifty. You know, your spouse has to enjoy it as much as yeah. as you do. Yeah, for sure. You know, and uh, it's an adventure for us. Not every day is ever the same. We're always having fun out there. It it can get kind of brutal sometimes. Like when the kids are just like, "Yo, we've had it." We're just like, "All right, we've had it too. <laughs> We're ready to give back." But we. Few and far between. It's never been like that. I mean, yeah, Gordon, th- this kid is like, he'll stay out in the boat with you. He's all like superhuman, long, really. Yeah, it's weird. Hmm. All my friends, like, I we just had him out in the boat with a couple of my friends all day, all day long. And I mean, left at he had like seven thirty eight o'clock, like one breakdown, and other than that, he's out there. He uh, he enjoys it a lot. Um, because the last thing I want to do is is burn him out, as right? You know. And so. I'm surprised that he can make it all day long like that. But what would you say, like when somebody's getting started, like how do you how do you do that? 
number one, every kid is totally different. There is no the same answer. The way that we did it for Grayton, you can't do it for any other kid. Right. Because Chandler is a totally different kid than Grayton is. You know, and I'm not going to do the same thing that I did for Grayton for Chandler. So when people ask me, they're like, hey, man, like, how are you doing this? Like, what's the secret? Because, like, we have quite a few people asking us. And I'm like, hey, number one, not every kid is the same. You got to figure it out mm-hmm. on your own, buddy. You know, because just because my three-year-old's doing it, does that, that that does not necessarily mean the way that I brought him up into doing this is going to be the same for your kid. But I will say this, and I'm sure you know this, you're a product of your environment. So if the only thing that Lindsay and I do in our free time is hunt and fish, what do you think our kids are going to be doing? We don't press it upon them. Uh, yeah, know? I think the, another, fac- never another factor of that is that, you know, we don't have the family close. So mm. it's not like we can call Nana and Papa and right. be like, hey, can you watch the kids? We're going to go do this. They, yeah. I mean, they have no choice but to come with us. We, I mean, we've never like had a babysitter or anything like that. So <laughs> we've it's had a babysitter <laughs> twice. In yet our another lifetime. way that we are very similar. Yeah. So um, it's like, I mean, they, we, we don't, if we want to go fishing, the kids are coming with us. Yeah. So and that was the same with us. I mean, we just didn't know many people and certainly didn't know who we could trust or whatever. And getting a babysitter was, I mean, it was a long time before yeah. we got a babysitter. And then, you know, like today I look at some really cool things like the people that'll go shop for you at the store. Mm-hmm. God, that seems amazing. Yeah, we don't ever take because advantage of it. <laughs> I know. It just we seems amazing because I was trying to tell somebody what it was like to raise the kids when you have no family around whatsoever. And it's like, well, if you need something at the store, you got to pack them all up and you're going to the store. Like, that's the thing. And that might take all day or it might take 15 minutes. You're not sure. And it's like, man, that. That's the hardest thing. And then I see these services now. I'm like, man, we could have used that. Oh, absolutely. Like to have somebody go get your groceries you know, for you, I'd bring probably, them to you your probably, house. You probably wouldn't have used it, though. Probably not. I mean, I know what you're, <laughs> I know what you're saying. Like you, from my, in hindsight, you're like, oh, I'd, I would use that. But you get so busy. It's just like, that's just what you're going to do. Plus, you're oftentimes you're looking for an outing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah let's go to the grocery store. <laughs> right. We'll go Sounds let's fun. send the car cart at Publix. Yeah. It'll be great. Yeah. We're not we're not fishing all the time though. On honestly, we fish maybe three times to twice a week, but the time that we do spend out there is hundred and ten percent, you mm-hmm. know, because your kid's not gonna be entertained unless you're catching fish. So you better get on it. You better know where and when to be there. You right. Know, and that's the- something that we've the power or the, the learning curve out here is steep, as you know. Yeah. You know, that's something that we've been able to harp on just because that great fishery is in our backyard, you know. But you seem to be pr- doing pretty well with it. We like pretty good. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know how that's happening, but I mean, the learning curve is pretty steep, but you, you seem to be catching plenty of fish and catching plenty of fish in, you know, with with basically a couple of hands tied behind your back. I mean, I say that not not that that's a bad thing. It's like. But if you just could just go out there and explore all you wanted to and you didn't have kids, you'd be learning a lot faster. Oh, absolutely. So, like, not two hands tied behind your back in a negative way. But, I mean, you just have to do things a little yeah, differently. it's limited. But who says that that, it, that doesn't – doing things a little bit differently doesn't lead to some of the best discoveries that you could ever make. Absolutely. Because nobody else is doing that. Like, nobody else is going to sit there and and – 
eat these things. What are those? <laughs> yogurt melts. Yogurt melts. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have those when I had kids. <laughs> um, They're but you're gonna hang out and eat yogurt melts for oh, a while, absolutely. and then you're like, look. A school of redfish just swam up to us while oh, we were yeah. sitting there. And mm-hmm. the only reason we were sitting there is because we had a little meltdown. Yep. And now I learned this thing that I would have never learned any other way. Oh, it's so true. You pretty much painted the, the entire picture right yeah. there. It's all by accident, I feel like. you know. Well, some, but then, you know, I would imagine that there's some on purpose, too. But, oh, absolutely. You, you know, know, you're in a great place to, to learn things and there's a lot of different ways to learn them and over the course of my career down here i've had lots of different strategies like i remember one time one year i just decided man it just seems like whenever i decide it's time to go and i put the push pole up and i'm just about to crank the engine something happens a fish rolls over there or <laughs> something happens so i decided one year i was like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna i'm going to decide when it's time to leave and then on the watch, when I can't wait any longer, I'm going to wait five minutes on the watch. And I learned all kinds of stuff in that five minutes throughout, the, throughout that whole year. Because, I don't know, you just don't have enough patience or whatever. If you just stick it out a little bit longer, all of a sudden stuff, diff- different kind of stuff happens. And like with the kids, I can see that happening. I and mean, it certainly happened to me when I had my kids out there. Like, learned all kinds of stuff. Unexpected no. things. You, you definitely have to tailor your fishing fishing techniques to them. Fishing, though, is so, and fishing and hunting is so simple when you think about it. Right time, right place, right bait, or or right weapon, you know, if you're mm. hunting. It's that simple. Now, yeah, there you can get into the nitty-gritty of it and, and break it down even further. But as long as you have those three... Which yeah. those three is all, but those so, three are very hard to that's find. That's the journey of, <laughs> yeah, exactly. of finding those three things all at the same time. Correct. Yes. That's that's the journey. And Absolutely. that's the interesting part about both of them is that it seems really easy. And some days it is. It is, yeah. And then other days you have two of the three, which is not good enough. And then other days you have none of the three, which is what we did all offshore all day today while floating <laughs> into the blue. <laughs> oh, man. When you hit me up the other day while I was out on the water, I wanted to ask you because, I, because man, we crushed it back there, you know, and I was like, I wonder how that he's doing offshore, but I was like, you know, it hasn't been good. The, this time of the year is kind of a, a flux time of the year for the offshore guys. Like you have the first couple of cold fronts that comes through, but it really hasn't changed the water temperature enough to really push in the, the bait fish and the pelagic species. But there's some around just enough around to kind of make you like go fish for them. Yeah. But you know, I got like the hosts are really incredible fishermen. Mm -hmm. And if they're not making it happen out there, it's pretty tough. Oh, absolutely. And we got every tool you could possibly have. We've got a live well full of pilchards. We've got, every technique and thing piece of gear you could possibly imagine and if it's not happening it's really really slow and i knew it was going to be a little slow but sometimes we get into these situations to where you really need a couple of shows because you really need a couple of shows so that you can get the season started so that you can actually fish in the time that you want to fish absolutely i could only imagine yeah i mean it, it gets it just like just like the thing you're saying about hunting and fishing being very simple 
Making TV shows is very simple, oh, except yeah. that there's a journey <laughs> to being able to, to get to the three things that you really need to make a TV show. You know, that <laughs> we do the best when I I don't plan for anything. Um, I have to plan so much in my regular job that I don't like planning outside of it. I'm like, somebody plan, somebody do this for me. Yeah, you know? all the make, time. Make I'm like, what do you want to do this weekend? Scott's like, yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. What Figure we something do, out. You know, but not, I, we not do the same thing. Fishing. Except for when we make these videos, there has not been, I think there's been one video where we had to remake the video and it was only for a small portion. I think it was like for the intro or something, but every, every time we do these videos, I don't know what it is. Every time I say, we say that we're going to do this, dude, somehow we make this happen. And Mm. it's, I think it's luck, honestly, because it's like, yeah, we're going to go over here lower keys and we're going to go crush some snook. All of a sudden, <laughs> we're crushing some stuff. I'm like, what did we just do? And, you know, you can see the the genuine excitement on some of our faces, like, when we do this, because we're just, like, mind is blown. Like, right. what did we just do out here? But if we're not making those videos, all of a sudden, it's just, we're not catching anything. Yeah. It's like, maybe we just need to make these videos 24-7. Yeah. You know? But that is work. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, it's work. And Sitting it, there with that DSLR in my hand all day long, and like filming everything, pushing the boat. I mean, there is a lot that people don't even understand. Yeah, and I'm sure taking care of the kids. Uh, like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> you, you, holding the DSLR is the easiest thing you just you just said. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but now I'm sure that as you do it a little more, you'll come up with little rigs. You'll either find them, buy them, make them. You know, whatever, but you'll have your little ways that you get it going. And, and, you know, I mean, the DSLR is, is really nice and you probably need a lot of that, but man, I mean, a lot of it, you can get by with the GoPro footage and, and I'm, I mean, we take our, our high end television videos and put them on YouTube and they never really do very well. Like people that watch YouTube want a certain type of video oh, and, I agree. and yeah. it's a lot rawer or rawer. That's not even a word, but it is now. Um, <laughs> you heard it here first. It's, it's they like it raw, and they like it kind of, you know, just a just a little more real. Isn't and, that crazy? Yeah, like I put a lot of time and effort into like editing and like just because like I, I enjoy that that portion of it. it's something new to me, you mm-hmm. know. And yeah. I, I love learning like new things. You know, it's it's not easy, and so. That picking that up and like doing it, like again, like I'm putting 110% into it and then I put it on YouTube and I'm just like, man. And like to me, I'm just like, yo, this is legit. I love it. I love watching it, you know? And then it's like, yeah, that's cool, dude. And all of a sudden you have like Grayton's video that was made on an iPhone. It like goes viral and you're like, dude, that was, that didn't take anything. Yeah, you know, I know. And, and like people love it. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand it, you but, know? But a lot of it, I think, with a video that goes viral is, Somehow the angle has a lot to do with it, and a lot of times that's unintentional, and that's just where you happen to be standing, and it just looks really cool coming across a phone screen that you didn't really expect, like the ratio to get get a little bit smaller, and how this is going to look on a phone or how it's going to look on a computer. And certain people, like the people that are really good at, at YouTube, like Black Tip H and Deer Meat for Dinner and Fluke Master, and a lot of people that I've had on this podcast – their success on YouTube is not accidental, mm-hmm. but their repeated success on YouTube or their initial success could have been accidental. Their repeated success is definitely no accident. They have figured out exactly what their audience wants to see and they keep giving it to them. Absolutely. And in some cases, it's 
very little editing. Deer Meat for Dinner doesn't doesn't edit anywhere nearly as much as Black Tip H. But their views are similar because they both know their audience. Yeah. And Black Tip H is really pushing the 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 um the boundaries of of editing and trying to make a better, 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 better promotion. Where Deer Meat for Dinner, like Robert Arrington seems to be like I know what my audience wants, and the most important thing I can do is give them another video, not spend more time making, you know, some super fancy thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he's tried it both ways, but I, f- I just find it kind of interesting that when you look at TV, people that have done well on TV, it's no accident. They figured out a like a form formula. And when you figure out, when you see it on YouTube, it's the same thing. It's no accident. But those people that did great on Vine when when Vine first started, yeah. that was no accident. They they did a couple that really went, and then they looked back at it and was like, what was it about that video mm-hmm. that really took off? And for, for that video with Grayton, it's like there was a certain angle where he like cast under the bushes. And then it's like that's where it would normally cut. Because he didn't catch a fish or because he got caught in the bushes or whatever. But it didn't. It sailed right under the bushes. And then there's the exactly what you thought was going to happen. Yeah. Like, wouldn't it be cool if this kid caught a fish right now? And he does. Like, mm-hmm. But it's like, it's hard to put your finger on what it was about that. And I swear, a lot of it's the angle and how big he was in the frame and how little it made him look like a little kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. things that you can't quite put your finger on, but people that know YouTube, yeah. they're like, yeah, that one's going to go. So that's the one thing that I have not taken the time to figure out. Hold on one second, dude. You got some socks on? Those are some pretty cool socks, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, I, you're fine to be honest with you, like on, on this, like, honestly, man, I don't care if our YouTube channel ever goes anywhere yeah. you know like I, I, i'm doing it for grayton and if i can influence one set of parents that's good enough for me man dude i've i've done everything that i've ever wanted to do in my lifetime already you know and i kind of just want i see a problem in the outdoor community is one kids are not in the outdoors as much as they are well maybe they are but i, I don't see it just in my group of friends, mm-hmm. you know? And so if I can influence and affect just the person on my left and right, that's enough for me, you know? And it is actually, our Instagram actually gets hit up quite a bit about like, hey man, I just want to let you know you are molding our future on how we want to raise our kids. Well, there you go. And I'm like, wow, uh, that's that's pretty heavy. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's cool. Uh, thank you. That's what I wanted to happen, you know? Like, I want to see more kids out there. Um, We minimize the electronic devices with our kids. Of course, we're going to introduce that to them because that is a, that is a, a, I don't know, what would you call it? I'd say that you're trying a, you're trying to minimize it, but you don't want your kid to be a social no, pariah. No, like, absolutely what not. Is that? Exactly. What is that that you have in your like, hand? Great, then, great, when they get one, they, you can't get away. Like, we made that mistake with junk food on on one of my kids. Like, we didn't have any junk food in the <laughs> I house, think right? I just did that with So, them. I mean, we didn't have any in the house. And I'm like, no, we just don't buy it. And and yeah. then he goes over to the friend's house, mm-hmm. and he just dry cleans their, their junk yep. food closet. And, and it's like... They're getting he's getting oh, sick he's yeah. got a stomach ache and it's like oh well 
that's what it is. And the same thing happened with video games. My oldest son, he wanted to play video games so bad. And then we were like, no, 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 only this much time a day, this much. And then by the time the younger one came around, he grew up with video games and there was basically no restriction. And guess what? He never wanted to play them. Exactly. He never wanted to play them. Yep. He didn't care. He still, to this day, he doesn't care about video games Absolutely. because he ne- it was never taken away from him. Whereas the older one, there were all these restrictions on it. So what did he want to do? He wanted to do exactly that. Even yep. if he didn't really want to do exactly oh, that. Yeah. There's a balance but, to everything that we yeah. do. And there's moderation that we there need to exercise. You know? We're asking a lot out of these kids. You, you guys uh, are doing really good. But I think it's almost time to go eat some Mexican food. I'm starving. I I don't know. I think I skipped lunch. Right on. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm so if you were to uh, blue sky it and see this time next year, what would you want to happen with uh, with Hooked on Family? What would you say? And how can people help you to get there? Um, I want to build a community of parents and future parents to get together and actually um just be part of the hooked on family you know i want to see more people bringing their kids into the outdoors and enjoying our natural resources because at the end of the day they are the ones that are going to be um entrusted with the the uh, continuation of hunting and fishing if you think about it i love it I don't think there'd be any better way than to end it right there. And the kids are ready to go eat Mexican food. Let's eat. <laughs> All right. You guys did great. You really did. Say thanks. That's an hour and great. six minutes. You want to come say something? But you were pretty quiet. Can you tell everybody goodbye? Say something. You'll hear yourself. Can you say goodbye? Yes. Say bye. 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 We'll talk to you next time. You can say you next time. Okay. We'll do it. See ya. Hey, I have hugs. But I have new ones. And actually, I have green ones that don't have seeds on it. Uh-huh. They're actually for TVs, but these ones are not for TVs. No. Where do you wear your headphones? In a game. On a what? Um. Can we go on a what? An airplane. On an airplane. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Say bye to everybody. Bye. Bye.